Welcome to Wealthy Experts, where we interview experts in their field so we can learn all the best ways, tools, and tips that they use to build a wealthy life. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another Wealthy Podcast. And today we have the beautiful Jody Wayne. Jody is in charge of our client success. And many of you have um, already seen her face, spoken to her, some kind of experience. We like to say that Jody is the heart and soul of wealthy. And, <laughs> um, Jodes, thanks for joining us today. I know that you're extremely busy. And um, why I wanted to have you on the show today is I would like for you to kick off our client conversation segment. I feel like we're doing a lot of really good stuff at wealthy, and a lot of our clients have stories to tell. And the funny thing about you is you're also one of our clients. So, welcome to the show and thank you. Thanks for having me, Dom. I'm really excited to, to share my journey because I know as a having been a client myself, it can be scary. So, you know, I empathize with all of our clients who are feeling nervous and excited at the same time. So it's um, nice be to be able to have had experiences on both sides. And you kicked over two years at Wealthy. Congratulations for that. And it was funny thinking about the two years because you've gone on quite a journey when I think back to our first experiences together, I think back to sitting at the commons and we we're in that, um, that meeting that room, board room, the boardroom, and we're talking about your personal investments. You had gone to other investment groups before joining Wealthy to actually go buy property. You had some experiences and you were nervous about buying your own investment. You wanted to buy with your partner you weren't sure if you could buy by yourself there's a lot of mixed emotions you, you know your, your mom was telling you something your family had given you different ideas so you want to unpack some of that for me like what it was like coming to the table with a whole bunch of expectations and kind of what they were what kind of pressures were on your shoulder or limiting beliefs yeah, you just took me back to that moment two years ago. I haven't uh, gone to, back to that memory for a long time. But um, yeah, that the journey started over two years ago before I had joined Wealthy. And it was all very new to me. I did not grow up thinking that I wanted property. I didn't care to have a mortgage, like a 30-year mortgage. You know, it wasn't something that I had just anticipated in my life. Um, so I think it was early 2020 that I had um, started thinking about it. I was open to the idea. I wasn't thinking that I would commit to something, but I just wanted to learn about it. So I was invited to meet with um, a similar group. I won't name names, um, but they had, you know, been really patient with me and answered, you know, a lot of the questions. Like I remember being in those rooms, not knowing anything about equity, uh, capital growth, all those like words were very new to me. And I would walk out of those meeting rooms feeling very, very, very overwhelmed. Um, and yeah, we had been looking at options in Queensland. Um, but in the end, we didn't end up proceeding because COVID happened. Um, so there was a bit of, you know, um, uncertainty of what that meant for us, what was going to happen and just, you know, mixed in with all the uncertainty of the whole process. We just 
thought we would wait, wait it out a little bit. And then that's when I came across Wealthy, joined the team. And, you know, I got excited about the whole process again, starting to think about investing. Um, at the time, I hadn't had a lot of, a whole lot of money saved up um, because, you know, property was never in my mind, you know, in my early 20s. So I, I hadn't been as diligent as I would have liked to looking back. Um, so I, I, I guess what I needed out of the investment, you know, I needed a little bit more time to save, um, but I was really just keen on, on getting started. Yeah, and it was interesting where you know, for getting started for you, it felt like there was a lot of barriers, um, a lot of self-imposed barriers. I mean, certainly the deposit is the first big barrier. And the surprise for me, or not, well, it's not the surprise for me, the surprise for the clients and for you is that self-imposed barriers are often made up, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, um, I guess going into it, you know, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, young people aren't going, going to be able to afford a house. So, you know, I, I thought I would have to, you know, buy with someone rather than buying by myself. Or, you know, you think you have to be married before you start thinking about properties or that you need to have, you know, hundreds and thousands in your bank account before you make a decision. Um, but I'm, I'm really lucky that I grew up with a mum who has bought and sold a couple of properties um, and she's always wanting to upgrade and, you know, buy, buy a bigger house. And um, so I, I'm, I'm glad I had her to look to and ask her for her advice. And she was happy to support me and, you know, come to a few inspections um, and just, you know, look at the feng shui <laughs> um, and just, yeah, provide that, um, provide that. Additional know. support on the way yeah. through. Yeah. And it was great because, I mean, your, your particular deal was, is really cool. I mean, we managed to um, secure a lower deposit than normal, got to do a staged deposit, 5% now, 5% in the future, which is rare. They typically happen, these type of stage deposits or discounts or rebates. This all kind of stuff happens when the market's weakening or weak. And right now we're going through a time of rising interest rates. It's making a lot of people nervous and it makes them second guess. Should I buy now? Should I buy later? It feels similar to the start of COVID, right? Yeah, I was just going to say that. When, when I joined Wealthy, it was uh, the middle of the first pandemic in June 2020. And I remember, you know, I was, you know, speaking to our clients and I remember a lot of conversations were like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to wait and see what happens. And yeah, that's when we saw um, a lot of those deals where we could negotiate a stage de deposit and, you know, extra incentives. And, you know, it's bringing me back to now where people are like, oh, interest rates are rising. I'm not sure what that, what's going to happen prices are going to drop, I'm going to wait and see. And what happened? Prices, <laughs> yeah, the prices rocketed off. Now, um, I feel like there's some lessons in that. I mean, really, it's it's people, when, when things are scary, when times are tight, when there's a lot of nervousness, 
it really does pay to keep a, your head on your shoulders and use the time, use the economic circumstance to your advantage rather than getting splinters on your ass from sitting on the fence. Um, you know, we couldn't have predicted that the property market would do 30, 40%. We did know that there was going to be some successes. We did know that the government was going to be printing a hell of a lot of money. We did know that there was going to be lots of money spent on infrastructure and all that kind of stuff. So we, we could do the math and we could sort of project uh, that there was going to be some positive times ahead where now we're looking at interest rates and saying there's a lot of nervousness. People should be looking at buying good income producing assets rather than their own home. And they should be looking at markets where you've got to have good, strong population growth, migration, and um, that good uh, rental income or good, strong rental returns. And I feel like, you know, people need to um, work through their own personal fears to then hear a lot of the, the common sense is coming through as well. How did you get through that? Because you had a lot of fear and uncertainty. What was it that allowed you to sort of step past that and, and you know, um, take that leap of faith? Honestly, I think having you, Peter, Tiffy, you know, the wealthy team on my side, I think that that was really helpful because I think if that weren't the case, then I, I might have pulled out or not gone ahead. I remember having to call you, call Peter up saying, um, I don't want to sign the contracts. Like, I'm scared. I don't know if this is the right decision. <laughs> um, and, you know, having spoken to all those clients who were in, you know, who were a bit fearful and nervous, I think I also started absorbing that myself. I was like, maybe they are right. Maybe there is something to be scared of. Maybe I should also hold and wait. Um, but, you know, having conversations with all of you you know you brought it back down to earth made it more digestible and broke down what it really means rather than just just seeing all the headlines and what other people are saying and taking that as a whole truth I actually got to understand what it what it really means for me as well mm, okay that's really important and look without giving away the secret sauce for all of you out there listening watching I just want you to know, so Jody bought an off-the-plan apartment, Melbourne, uh, Fitzroy, North Fitzroy. Fitzroy amazing North. location. I won't, not my, not my story, so I won't tell you all the financial details. But long story short, she's made really good money. She's going to be settling on it, what, in a couple of months? Yeah, about three, about three months. I'd say that the growth has been more than your, your salary. More um, than I can save. <laughs> yeah, more than you can save. Um, the growth has been really, really good. It's been um, excellent. And it's also, do you feel like having this event ahead of you has it helped you save or to help you get your financial affairs in order? Has it, having signed a contract and gone through the process, has that done anything for you and sort of shifted your mindset or some of your own personal habits? Definitely. And I think that was the intention going into an off-the-plan project as well, is that I needed more time and that deadline made me, you know, be more conscious about my spending um, and just having, having a plan. I think it's, you know, people say, you know, I want to buy a house, you know, in X amount of years, but there's no plan in place or you don't have that deadline to, 
you know, force you to make those changes. So I quickly had to, you know, look at my finances, do all the budgeting, cut some here and just um, be really strict about everything. So it wasn't always fun, <laughs> but um, it's, it's been really helpful and just, you know, changing my mindset around, around money. That's great. And what do you think the top three lessons you've kind of learned out of this process when you're sitting down and sort of reflecting on the process and you, you kind of your takeaways, what are some of the things that bubble to the surface or things that you can share with us? Hmm, there's a lot, there's a lot of good ones. Um, I think on that point about fear, I think it's, it's healthy to have fear or to be nervous because it means that you're making your, you care and that you're making a big decision. You don't want to be, you know, irrational and just, you know, choosing the first thing that you see. Um, but I think it's good to be mindful that you have the fear so that you know that you can get over it or that you know how to cope with it or you find ways around it rather than letting it take over you. Because I do see that often where they're nervous and that stops them from making any decision. Mm. So be mindful of the fears and don't let it take over you. Um, I think another one is being mindful of who you speak to. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad I had, you know, you, Peter, Tiffy, to speak to. Um, and I was, I was conscious to not tell everyone my plan. Um, you know, I told my mom, my immediate family, but I wasn't, you know, going to tell everyone under the sun because I know some people can try to change your mind or say that that's not a good idea and just um, give you unhelpful advice or unsolicited advice. Um, so I kind of just, I started telling people once it was done. Yeah, I like that. I really like the idea of telling people once it's done. I, yeah. I like I like telling people that, hey, I'm doing this, you know, to hold me to account. Like start of the week, I'm not drinking coffee anymore <laughs> or I'm trying to train five days a week or whatever it is. I like these kind of goals, share those kinds of things. It helps you stay to account. But when it comes to decisions, the decisions I like to talk to people that I either trust or people that have done it. I, I really mm. talk like talking to people that have done it more than trust, actually, because I trust my mom, but I also trust my mom to look after me. And if she means that, if she if she thinks looking after me means not taking unnecessary risk, protecting me, she'll tell me not to do a hundred of the thousand things that I want to do. You know, so I think that that's an important thing where people will go off and talk to, you know, every single person that they love and whatever but they love you. They're not going to necessarily give you financial advice. That's so true. Talk to people who you want to be like. Yeah. People that have done it, people that have gone through it. Cool. What's your third lesson? Hmm. You can give a 10 if you want, but yeah. <laughs> I feel like there was 10 in, in, the, in those ones. Um, well, I like the I like to go back to your fear, how to overcome the fear and not allow it to stop you. 
Um, that's a really important one because people use fear as an excuse to just not do anything. And if the fear is helpful in making you do more research, if the fear is there to um, unpack the work that you're doing or makes you move and do more, great. Or it, if, it, 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 sh it sheds light on what you still are uncertain about. Yes. So it allows you to ask more questions, which, I, which I did a lot. Yeah, you did. You came. We had a lot of conversations. We did a, We did lots of cash flow calculators. We used to chat all the time. That's great use of fear. Like use that energy to then do productive things. Whereas fear to then stop you, I don't agree with that. So yeah. That's a really good lesson learned. Yeah, yeah. And do you think there's there any are there any sort of practical things that you've learned along the way or? Um, some things that you might, you know, take for granted or, you know, now that you've kind of gone through the process, you've kind of crossed the chasm between being not knowing anything and now knowing something. Do you think that there's a, that it's, it was as hard as you thought it was going to be or simpler or? I think e easier. At, at the time, it felt like a really big thing um, and a big like mountain or hurdle to jump over but looking back it, w it was really easy um, and I, I, I think looking back it, it felt like it was an easy decision to go with Fitzroy North but I think having looked at a couple of options prior to that it cemented that Fitzroy North um, just made the most sense to me and it, it felt right so maybe that could be my third piece of advice is uh, sometimes you do have to trust your instinct a little bit um, but again not letting that instinct take over the decision because you don't want it to be all emotional it does also have to make sense logically and financially and all that um, but I think for me at least instinct and that gut feel does play a bit of a role that's a really good lesson learned I think trusting your gut is really really important it is an emotional decision and following your nose or following your gut will lead you some really really interesting opportunities and it helps you to make the decision on your own terms you can live mm. with your gut decision if you followed your gut and you and you you followed your gut and you did what you know what you thought to be right you can live yeah. with that decision. Yeah, right? it's, it wasn't your decision. It wasn't what Peter told me to do. It was me and what felt right. Yeah. And I, I think it, it felt right because I'm, I would be the type of demographic who would rent a place like that. So I could understand who's going to be living in it or who's going to be, you know, lining up at the auction years later if I were to sell it. Um, so I know, you know, how they're going to think, how they're going to behave mm. and why it's a good investment. That's awesome, Joe. Thank you for sharing that. You know, we've kind of covered everything. I had a question here about what parts did you find most difficult? Um, you've kind of unpacked a lot of that. And um, I guess, what did you find to be most helpful or interesting in this process? What part for you was like the what part for you was like, oh, yeah, I can do this. Or, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Or that was that little bit, that surprise that you didn't anticipate that kind of got you over that line to say, yes, I'm going to buy it. 
or yes, that doesn't feel as scary as I thought it was going to be? Was there a moment that was like, no, that this is the what I want, how am I going to do it? And what was that thing for you? I think just exploring options was that thing. Like I said before, you know, everyone likes to say that millennials and young people, they're never going to be able to afford or get into the property market. But I think once you start looking at what your options are, then you can find ways around it. You know, if I, if my first property was going to be, you know, trying to find my forever home and spending over a million dollars, it would take, I don't know, 10, 20 years to save for a deposit. Yes, of course, it's going to be really hard for me to get into the property market. But having, you know, seen different options, um, gone through some inspections, looking at different areas, looking at different timelines and strategies, uh, that's what helped me realize that, yeah, I, I can do it and I'm mm. going to do it. <laughs> and then I did it. Yeah, that's a really important point. You had a look at different things. You went and did shopping, you did the math, you know, you sat with us, we, we, we really went through the process. And if looking at the option really unpacked it all, because you're right, if you're going to buy your own home, the average is 11.7 years for people to save up, get a big enough deposit to then buy their own home, which is why the average age of the most properties uh, first home buyers is about 33, 34. I was 22 because I just bought whatever the mm. fuck I could afford. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to buy an investment rather than my yeah. own home. And that's where it's good to not let your emotions be too involved, but having a little bit of gut instinct in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right. Cool. Are there any parting, parting thoughts or any words of wisdom you want to leave with future potential wealthy clients um the people that are out there that are watching listening that are just on this journey and you know um it is a lonely road if you're not going to work with a team of people but is there any advice or guidance you've got for them i i, I think it's that it's just to have a conversation see what the options are because i think if you try to do it yourself you you kind of psych yourself out a little bit saying oh i'm not ready or this is going to be something I'll do five years from now. And so you won't look at your options. You won't uh, you do the homework or the research and you won't get started. But I think just having a conversation, like that first conversation I had over two years ago, I wasn't intending on buying then and there, but I just wanted to learn. So I think um, speaking to the right people is the best first step. Awesome. Jody, we love you at Wealthy. The clients all love you. Thank you so much for all the work that you put in. We can feel your heart in all of it. Your story, I'm sure there's many people out there that are, that are watching this and listening and thinking, I understand and I empathize. That makes so much sense. So thank you for sharing your story today. Thank you. It's, it's an honor to be um, part of all of our clients' journeys. Awesome. We'll catch you later. Uh, for all of you out there, happy investing. And... Um, Maybe you can be on this podcast one day too. See you later. <laughs> See ya.